Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's all new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, Big Bad Hoochie Daddy himself. The king of Hoochie Daddy Summer is your man, the candy man, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. And I got plenty of candy for the ladies, you heard? What up, what up? It's the one and only, the only one, the Red Barber MC. All caps, no spaces, baby. It's the Dr. QG with the PhD. When you need your hip-hop fix, come see me. You give out prescriptions, doctor? Yep, a whole lot of prescriptions. In All fact, right. the line was so backed up around the corner, I had to tell them come back later. Well, you heard him. You need you need your hip-hop fix, you, you go see that man. Pills, perk, weed, whatever you need, go see QG. But, uh, all legal. All legal. All, all legal, by the way. All legal. Uh, so this week on the Rap Lab, uh, we're we gonna look at the news and see what's going on in hip hop, give y'all our take on what's going on. But before we begin, I just want to um say that our thoughts is with little TJ who uh got shot over the weekend. Uh, we we he's in a coma right now, but we we pulling for you, man. We, we don't like to see uh, nobody pass away, whether we're a fan of the music or not. So, um, uh, thoughts and prayers with little TJ. Uh, first up on the on the docket, uh, Jada Kiss on social media has been bigging up this new generation. Now, um, I know we kind of we, we we the three of us are kind of fans of of uh, people of generations prior. But QG, what do you think about Jada Kiss giving props to the new guys? I like it. It shows that Jada Kiss is paying attention to what's going on currently, and he said it on the on the barbershop show with LeBron James that's on uh, HBO. And he name dropped them too. He said, there's a couple of new lyrical Kings, Drake, J Cole and Corday and Kendrick and Lil baby. And he let, uh, he let Naomi Osaka know who's in a relationship with Corday that he wants to do a track with Corday. He feels, you know, they can do something together. He says his mannerisms are so cool. And he has bars. So he said he put that on his bucket list that he'd love to do a song with Corday. And who knows? She may make that happen. So it's a good look. Jada Kiss gets respect from everybody. So for him to take time and mention these talented MCs, it's a real good look. Okay. Rev, what what do you think? I love it. I love that the OGs are giving a platform to the young guys. I mean, back in the day, it just was ultra competitive. And the pioneers just they ain't really passed the ball the way they they should have. I felt um, the locks were lucky to have Mary J. Blige though to have them um, be mentored by her and um, also Diddy as well. So this is kind of like a, a passing of the, of the baton or the torch rather with uh, him mentioning J. Cole and Corday and Kendrick and um the rest of them. And uh, I feel like he picked a, a good pack over there. You know, Lil Baby's okay too. He's of the newer generation and um he garners like the most streams and attention out of most of these guys too. So I, I think it's great. I love that um Jadakiss, who's definitely a respected um lyricist in the game, is uh giving such a major cosign. Rev, let me ask you something. Do you think any of these guys can hang with Jada lyrically? Maybe Cole and Kendrick. Um Corday's okay. Um I just I feel like he's more he has his own like kind of cult fan base, if you would. Um, But definitely Kendrick, too. Kendrick is he's one of the premier lyricists and MCs. I got a question for the both of y'all, though. What did you make of him giving shout outs to my man Drizzy? It's a good thing. I mean, Drake is one of the best artists in the game. He's been on top of his game for many years. So you, it would it would be it would be a blind move not to acknowledge Drake. Because Drake also gets respect from many of the generations ahead of him. So Jada Jada did a good look. He did a good move. He, I mean you have to acknowledge Drake because we've absolutely talked about the three headed monster. It's always Drake, J. Cole and Kendrick Drake J. Cole and Kendrick. It's like those guys are in competition with one another and the fans enjoy it. So to see Jada keep his eyes on the game and see what's going on, he has to acknowledge it to let people know, hey, I'm paying attention 
And these are the people here that are hot. So it's a good thing, man. I mean, you know how I feel about it. I like Cole. I like Corday. Shout out to Corday because I recently just started listening to him. Yeah, um, yeah Corday's great. Uh, shout out to Lil Baby who said one of the most basic lines that made me go, oh shit. My man was on uh on uh what was that fucking song years ago? Uh oh man, I forget the name of uh uh I forget the name of the song. You remember the line? Yeah, he said wham wham wham, bitch I'm the baby. I was like, yo, that's actually kind of funny. But uh no, it was a song with him and Drake. Uh Drip Go Hard, there we go. Mm. My man, I I've liked Lil Baby ever since. That I don't know why that line caught me, but it caught me. My man said, Wham, 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 bitch, I'm the baby. Um at first I used to get him confused with the baby, but you know. Yeah, I um, did too. When I would hear the names, I'd get them confused. But I said, Oh, 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 so y'all two different entities. Okay. Shout out to the baby too, because he said, you know, I'm the young CEO, sure. But uh Oh man, there you go. Always trying to plug him. Yo, man, has nothing you know, to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> you know me, man. Shout out to Big Shug. Keep your head no. up. We're riding with you. But, um, nah, but Drizzy, I think, I like Cole, even though he should stop playing basketball in Ethiopia. And, uh, yeah, man. Why should I, he stop uh, playing basketball in Ethiopia? You said why? And he's in Canada. Well, Canada, bro, the man, the man played in 10 games and scored only three points. That's not even one point per game. And he was still getting significant. A, still he was getting significant. He was still. He was getting significant minutes, man. I could have did better than that. And it's great representation. Yeah, no, it is. But you know, but, you, but can't Kenny, play, man. you can't play. You can't play eighteen man. minutes. A, you can't play eighteen minutes a game and not Kenny, even man. score, bro. I don't know why you always like to knock Jay Cole for his basketball when one of your favorites didn't do so good either. In fact, a well-known NBA player actually spoke out against him and said he was not that good. Who said that? Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley said Master P was not that good. Man, get Charles Oakley. Get get Charles Oakley out of here, man. He was there. Charles Oakley just mad because he got bad. If anybody knows the accounts of that, it's Charles Oakley because he was on that team. He was there. And he said that it wasn't even for the regular season. It was preseason. Listen, man. The man was was in the NBA camp, bro. If you're going to do that to J. Cole, you might as well do that for Master P, too. The man was, was in NBA it training. Was pre-season, it was preseason, and Charles Oakley said Master P was cool, good guy, everything like that. But probably this was something, it was a hobby for him, but he just wasn't that good. This is a quote. So if you knock J. Cole, you might as well knock everybody else who tried. No, but J. Cole, J. Cole never made it to an NBA training camp, bro. It doesn't matter if he made it to the NBA training camp or not. A well-known NBA player said, your favorite is not that good. How many rings Charles Oakley so got? So stop, stop going that J. Cole when J. How Cole many is rings Charles what he Oakley needs got? to do. How oh, many rings Master J- P got? All right. Come on, Ma- man. Master, Don't do that. Master, Master P got a gold ceiling and a gold toilet. And a That's chandelier. not a, a championship chandelier. ring, though, bro. You just knocking J. Cole because J. Cole Charles Oakley don't got that. Else. Charles you just knocking J. Cole because J. Cole's doing something else. Ain't but nobody, when, ain't nobody, ain't but nobody your hero, Charles But when your hero and your favorite gets criticized and knocked by a well-known, established NBA player, you got no defense. Nobody checking for Charles Oakley. That man is. It ain't about That's checking for Charles Oakley. You brought up the basketball, bro. And he, yeah, because that's was not that good. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Your man's was not that good. So why can't you just accept that P was not that good on the court? Listen, if I find the footage, you, could you post it on the Rap Lab social media? Why can't you go with what Charles Oakley? A because Charles Oakley, who made veteran, Charles Oakley an expert? A well-known, he was on the team and he was there through the whole thing. Can, That's can, what makes him I, an expert. I feel like we always drag at this. Can we move on from this? Because we already know that that P, he can't ball. J. Cole trying to do his thing, you know? Yeah, let J. Cole do his thing, man. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, oh, man. Y'all, y'all always find a way to slight the colonel. But anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Slight, this is facts. But, uh, but, but, yeah, shout out to my man, Drizzy, man. And shout out to Jadakiss, because, you know, the last time somebody tried to, uh, from the old guard, tried to uh show love to the new guard everybody looked at krs1 like he had 15 heads when he hugged soldier boy and said welcome to hip-hop <laughs> so all right moving on the next uh the next 
topic of discussion here on the show. Uh, speaking of Drizzy, uh, the Drake album, uh, Irv Gotti had a reaction. QG, can you uh, talk to us about that? Irv Gotti said that he's worried about the state of hip-hop after Drake's new album, Honestly, Nevermind. According to the reports, TMZ found Irv at an airport in Los Angeles. He was waiting for a cab. And he emphasized that he does have love for Drake. And he says he likes the fact that Drake could do whatever he wants. But the issue is, he said, Drake's new album is not hip-hop. He could do whatever he wants. But let me stress that. Drake can do whatever he wants. And they asked him, does honestly never mind signify the end of rap? And Irv says, I hope it does not. As long as I'm alive, it could never be a demise of hip-hop. I got to get back in the game and find me somebody that can make me feel like going to find a new DMX, a new Ja, a new Jay-Z, and serving people and bringing back pop. He says the album is not hip-hop. And he says Drake is so strong and powerful, he could change the dynamic and go at anybody. But he says this is not hip-hop. And he wasn't expecting a whole album of that sound from Drake. Well. How does that make, what was your reaction to that? I understand where Irv is coming from. Me, as a listener, I didn't expect a whole album of that sound either. If if I'm not mistaken, the only song that's a real hip-hop song on that album is the one he has with 21 Savage. Okay. Am I, am I, am I, am I correct in that uh, statement, Candyman? I'm going to go on a limb and agree with you, even though I've, I've, now, now here, here's my thing, and, and Rev and Q, y'all might disagree with me, but I don't think the album was as bad as people said it was. You know, like, I feel it's, it's not a true hip-hop album, but at the same time, it's different. And I feel like, and not, and not just us, but like hip-hop as a whole, have just gotten used to one sound that when we hear something that's, 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 not what we're used to hearing or or not in the norm then that's when i feel like we're, we automatically just say oh it's trash or it's not good or i don't like it because i i was that same way back back in the day when kanye west 808 and heartbreaks came out that album grew as as time has gone on in life that album has grown on me and that album came out in 2008 the album's grown on me i don't view it the same as 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 i did when it first came out but hip hop had a negative reaction to it because it was different. So I, I think everybody... I, I'm sorry to, to to cut you off, but I just want to chime in on something. I think Irv's concern is the influence that Drake has, and this album is, is not even listed as a hip hop album under the genre. It's listed as a house Baltimore club album. I think Irv is worried that Drake is so powerful and so influential that other other people who want to come into rap will probably try to imitate the same thing that Drake is doing. And the pure essence of the hip hop sound will be lost because the new generation that's coming up under Drake will only know that type of sound and follow that formula instead of the basics that birthed the game. I think, I think that's what, I think that's Irv's concern. Understood. But now look at the comparison when, when 808s and heartbreaks first came out, everybody thought, Oh, auto tune is going to be the way going forward. It, it, and it didn't. But look I how think, many people were using it, though. People still using it to this day, oh, unfortunately. No. It, yeah, no, it had its time. It had a, a long stretch, too. Yeah, but it didn't take over. It didn't take over rap like everybody thought it would. For a while, it did, and like UG said, people still use it. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. I think I think Irv is reaching, bro. I think Irv Irv Gotti is reaching. I I and honestly, in 2022, I wouldn't even take Irv Gotti's. I think Irv Gotti's opinion with a grain of salt. The, the, you, no, no, I was gonna say if I want if I want an opinion on hip hop love song ballad duets, I'll talk. I'll listen to Irv Gotti. But you can't go that hard with that. No, Irv, no, no, no. Irv, no, no. Irv, yeah, Irv, Irv has produced other, and Irv has produced other records. And he, you, you saw, you heard what he said. He said Ja Rule, Jay Z, DMX for a reason. He managed those three. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I think he's reaching. I while Drake is influential, yes. But 
I don't think Drake is going to make more. This album was probably a one-off. I don't see him making another album like this, especially with the reaction that he got. So I don't think hip-hop is going to shift. Why, why, why when, uh, why, why when uh, hip-hop took a dance craze or a non-lyrical craze or a drill music craze, no, nobody criticized. But, but That's you, not true. That's not true. We've heard criticisms, especially about drill rap. Recently, Pete Rock criticized it. Yeah, but but he Pete Rock Pete Rock criticized it, but he never said, "Oh, uh, this is going to be the direction of rap going forward." We've heard other criticisms before, especially from Rakim. Rakim actually tweeted and said, "You are now seeing the de-evolution of hip hop." Um, yeah. Hip hop hip hop is not just going to go up; it could go down, sideways, left, right. So we've heard and seen criticisms before. Well, quote unquote, hip hop has been dead for a long time, bro. Before Nas said it. So, I mean, Rev, you, you've been you you haven't well, had much. Yeah, input. yeah, Rev. Speak no, I'm waiting on y'all. Y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been because, had some because of the we same were going. So go ahead, Rev. Yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. What, what's your opinion? I what? actually agree with Alfred. I actually I don't think that this album is a bad record. But number one, it's not a hip hop album, and that's okay. That's the problem with a lot of like the pioneers, a lot of even the listeners It's just the expectation of the artist itself is to be redundant. And and that's it's not fair to Drake, too, because he gets a lot of criticism for his album sounding repetitive. And, you know, he stepped out on this one and it does kind of sound like the interludes that he has on most of his albums. And um, I feel like he could do this because he's not really like a rapper i look at him more like like an artist you know he raps yeah but he he makes what i would like to call like world music like music you you go anywhere and you'll hear his stuff playing whether it's him whether it's unfortunately like taylor swift or any other uh mainstream artist that does numbers he's one of those guys so you know people shouldn't be mad at him for trying something new because like i said they always complain about him bringing the same sound so i'm not mad at it it's not an album that I would go back and listen to per se. But when I heard it, I'm like, okay, you know, I see what he's doing. This is more like, I guess, a commercial appeal where, you know, maybe in, uh, like we were joking, like in malls or in like, you know, you're a footlocker, you hear like this kind of music because it's easygoing, you know, it has like a different, you know, it's house music. So it has a different beat, you know. And, and um, I also want to say, too, I know Beyonce dropped her single and everything like that. I, I don't think it's fair to compare uh, Beyonce and Drake and what they're doing, you know, because Drake, Drake, as of late, has been way more consistent. And I know Beyonce, you know, she's definitely like tops the charts all the time and everything. But like, it's not the same. It's not the same. I, I just hate that. Like our culture is just so like combative and just always wants to like make comparisons. I I, I listen to both songs and I, I think it's great for both of them. I think both artists uh, brought something very different and it, it gives them a little more like depth in their careers, in my opinion. I agree with you totally. If Drake wants to do a house album, he could do a house album. Then he made it for who it's designed for, and he has the talent to, you know, to do that, to experiment with different sounds. So if you're a hip-hop fan, if you're a hip-hop producer or rapper or anything like that, it. but if it's not for you, it's not for you. And I agree. Like, they see him as a hip-hop artist, so it's like, oh, why are you making a record like that? Well, Exactly, I mean, exactly, yeah. exactly. And here's the other yeah, thing. Kanye did it. For sure. And about, and, wait, well, you said Kanye did what? He stepped out the box. He made a gospel album. He made um, yep, Jesus. You and can even go further back. Queen Latifah did a whole jazz album. And then if you and if you really want to take it there, I know I know Lil Wayne is not the most popular person amongst the uh, amongst us, but um, Lil Wayne made a rock album. So oh, like, but that was it? complete crap. That album, well, it wasn't good. It had maybe two. It only had two songs I liked, and unfortunately. Your boy Marshall was on one of the songs I liked, but <laughs> anywho, um, but no, but like I, I feel like just because you're a rapper, if you want to make an album that's not rap, then you don't have to. Kanye made that gospel album, and people was people was uh, all over it like it was it was the Bible, you know. So, like, and so I, I just feel like just because you're a rapper, if you want to make a jazz album or if you want to make a, a gospel album. Uh, you, you shouldn't get criticized because, and here's the other thing, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, and whoever gets mad at me can go ahead and get mad, but if a rapper decides to make an album that's in a genre that you don't listen to, 
the record is not made for you. So sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Word. And let the people who who that who that record is intended for listen to it and enjoy it. I think Drake also likes to work with other artists and other genres. So when he does this type of music, he's gone on a record plenty of times to say that he'd love to do a record with Sade. So he's experimenting to reach out and expand his creativity and his talent. Nothing wrong with that at all. Can I, can I make one last point on, on the Drake situation before we move on? Oh. You know, even though he's made primarily rap albums, he's had records that are not in the rap genre. You, I'm yeah. pretty sure the both of y'all remember he was on an Afro beat wave a couple yes, of years back. Before that, he was on a reggae wave where he was yes, talking he was. with a West Indian accent. Nobody seemed yeah. to have a problem with that. So why he makes a house record and it's a problem? Why can't oh, he that well, 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 that's not necessarily true because when he was on the reggae tip, a lot of reggae artists spoke out against him. I don't know calling if you remember him, I, calling him Drake the fake and all this. Mr. Vegas do you remember? Do, do you remember the song, the record he did with Rihanna, and he said, "Cock up your bumper, wine for me." Like, like, like yes. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have a problem with it, but other people who come from that genre spoke out about it. And I heard the I heard the word that he did work with uh, a reggae artist. I I want to say it was Beanie, and he did vocals, but then the vocals were removed, and people were expecting to hear it because they know it was going to happen, but then it wasn't there. So people were like, "What the hell? Are you just being a culture vulture?" It kind of reminds me when Snoop did that reggae album. Oh, and he became Snoop Lion? He became Snoop Lion, and then hardcore reggae artists and people from the Rastafarian religion, rest in peace to Bunny Weller and, 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 and people out there from there, they were saying he just took what we taught him and exploited it. So they felt that about Drake when he was using all these diff different types of sounds from reggae. I don't think Snoop exploited anything, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But... I just feel like people people don't like things that are different when they're used to a certain thing. And I feel I like that's, and that's not just a hip hop problem. That's a society and a life problem. Yep, it is. People, people don't like change. People don't like different. And I'm not going to lie. Like there have been times I've been guilty of it where something changes or is different. And I haven't been a fan of it because it's not what I'm used to. But that's all. Change is a part of life. You know Different. what the sad part about part this album? You know what the sad part about this album, guys? And I asked you this, Candy Man. Let's say Drake does a show. You know how a rapper will do a show and they'll perform the most popular singles for the crowd? Yeah. Do you think any of these songs are ever going to stick around? Or, or it's like what you said, Rev, is it just a one and done? Just a quick bing, bing, get some numbers, get some money, and you never go back to it again. Because have we, a... even heard, have we even heard stuff from, his, from the album before that? No, I think it's a one and done. I agree with Rev. He's, he's probably never going to perform any of these. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. He he may have like one or two if he's right. lucky. Maybe the one with 21 know, Savage. That's thick. And yeah, and that's a rap song. It's <laughs> a rap song, yeah. <laughs> but um, some of it, you know, like I said, it's one of these things you could probably hear like in the mall or something. So they you never know, man. It's, you know. Music. They called it H&M music. That's what they called it. it <laughs> Alright, moving on. We got some sad news because I don't ever like to hear somebody with a drug addiction, but apparently the rumor is Dipset member Jimmy Jones is on crack. Hmm. Jimmy, <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I um, <laughs> let me just clear the record here. I'll take ownership for that. <laughs> it, it, it it was just it was just an expression. I didn't mean to put that in like well, like the way it came off in our um in our text message group. <laughs> but but you could you could elaborate on why you said he's on crack. <laughs> well, no, we know he's on crack. There's a reason for it. There's a, he's, no, he's, let Rev go ahead. Let Rev go ahead. All right, Rev, Rev, Rev explain it, because he's not literally on crack, say, folks. Say, say, I say, hope he's not. I mean, some of the things that he's been saying <laughs> leads me to believe he's on some kind of substance, that he's pretty much out of his mind. I mean, you know, first of all, I think he just wants attention. And I, I I pray that he's not on any kind of drug. I don't want to see that man in no kind of dire straits as far as that. That's not cool. But he should definitely be condemned heavily for even trying to speak his name in the same sentence with Rakim. 
you want to do a versus with Rakim? Like, after the last versus and performance, what would make you think that? What would make you think that you could stand toe-to-toe with, with one of the god MCs? Like, everybody's god MC. Like, he looks silly up there in verses. What, what what would make him think that he would go up here and do anything better? Any song he has would compete with anything that Rakim has. Like, he, you know, he... I say the crack thing because, you know, he's also, like, dancing, doing the weather, like, lifting up his feet and, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. I mean, you know, back then, if you were to say something blasphemous, you were never allowed to speak again or taken serious. And I'm at the point with this dude, like, I'm not really taking him serious anymore with his outlandish takes, especially rock him. You out your mind. Who who did Tim Jones recently say he wanted to battle in a versus? He wanted oh. Banks. He threw Rakim in first. Then, then that was kind of that kind of disintegrated. And then it got more realistic when he mentioned Banks by name. He did an interview on the Joe Budden podcast, and he said, and I quote, "I'll smoke Banks head up right now." You beg to differ. He says, "I'm a package to my drip to my water. My stuff is a package." And he says, "It ain't just the rap age. It's the package." When I come out, they want to see Capo. It's not too many people that got the package. Uh, well, I mean, he's like, where they going to end up at? He's talking about G-Unit. He was like, what year they going to stop at? He's like, y'all think this is a nostalgic era. I'm not nostalgic. I'm still lit. There's a difference. But he got he got destroyed by the locks. <sighs> you do realize that if he does a versus, forget Rakim, because Rakim was smoking. If he even did a versus against Banks, Jim Jones is gonna be Jim Jones is gonna be the first guy in versus history to get smoked twice badly. Rumor he is, up, especially by yeah, lyricist. Yeah, rumor is he wanted another shot at Jada. Jada ain't yeah. gonna respond to that. Yep. <laughs> That's Bro, what I'm saying. Jada. This guy's on drugs. You know, he's saying he's responsible for Kid Cudi's career. Like somebody what? check this man. He said it. Kanye is responsible for Kid Cudi. Like, what? Absolutely. He said it, bro. When did he say this blasphemy? He's been saying a lot of stuff in these interviews, man. Uh, I I, I don't know what's going on. When you add to the Jada thing, he told this to Hip Hop DX. He says, I would have, I would want to have a versus with Jada solo. He has to deal with me on my terms. (laughs) <laughs> you better be prepared when it comes to a top three. I don't really have a list. I just got real smoke with Jada. I mean, when you look at the look at the landscape and look at Jimmy's catalog, what does he have? What can he do? Like you guys mentioned, he just wants a redo of the disaster that happened when it was the Locks versus Dipset. And please, like, please, if they, if they if they do Jada versus Jim Jones. Can we not run Michael Buffer off the stage? Man. <laughs> Yo, I, real, I'm not man. Michael, Buff, he, Michael Buffer got out of there so fast. He looked like the NWO ran the ring. He got out of there so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Michael, you could tell he was uncomfortable the whole time. But you know who else jumped into this and said they want smoke with Banks too? Juel Santana. So Jimmy and Juel oh, apparently. No. Man, they uh, must be sharing the those, same. Those guys apparently are on one, man. I don't know what's up. Yeah, he, he knew his place when he challenged Memphis Bleak to stay there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, and, and see, unlike Jimmy, I like Juel, but no, no, don't do not do it. Don't do it. Don't do oh, it. Oh, man. I don't when know, you're, when, when, you're, when, you're, when the best song in your catalog is the whistle song, there you go with the, with the yin-yang twins. No, 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 no. Oh, all right, I, I'm getting depressed. I got to get off this topic. Uh, <laughs> now, I know in the past I have criticized legends like Slick Rick for forgetting the lyrics to their songs during live performances. But this one also has to go in that category. And, you know, Lil Wayne is the national hero of New Orleans. Uh, I, I've always liked Wheezy. But come on, man, you got to Google lyrics from the Carter Three. Yeah, best album? I mean, it was the Carter 2, my brother. I mean, the Carter 2, sorry. Your, your second best album you got to Google the lyrics for? You don't You don't remember Fireman? You wrote it. 
I, I always wondered about that. Like, how do you like that's that's did that's he tough. did he write it? No, Wayne 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 writes his stuff. Well, that's not up according for to debate. Gilly. That's up for debate. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, 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 I'm gonna address something right here. I wish Theo was here to get to get the uh, the sound bite, but I gotta go on a rant. So first off, Gilly the Kid is a hater. That's number one, okay? Because Gilly was on Cash Money. They 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 probably gave him a million promises and told him that that uh they and, and told him, oh, we gonna make you a star. You drop an album and da 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 da. And he was on Cash Money when I like to call it the Cash Money rebuilding phase, when the Hot Boys had just left, and it was it was Wayne, Birdman, Manny Fresh, Gilly, TQ, uh, Boo and Gotti, and that was the whole label. And out of all of them, only only the big timers and Lil Wayne dropped albums. So you're like, no, and no, and he's mad because he got left because Squad Up was supposed to be a thing that was supposed to be Lil Wayne's group, and they didn't do anything outside of mixtapes. Like, yo, Gilly, Gilly's just a hater because. He didn't get to drop an album. He was a, he was a ghostwriter. He wrote for Birdman. I know that much. I'm like, yo, and, and he's from Philly. And you know what I think about people from Philly in the city of Philly. So nah, you know. Better watch out with that. Well, wait wait watch now. out with that. Wait, wait a minute, Candyman. I don't know if you heard what Gilly said, but he said I penned a lot. He said Stunner gave me two hundred grand when I signed, and he was like, they were so in a rush to get him a deal that they didn't do the publishing right. I remember, and Rev, you could back me up. Isn't there footage of Little Wayne wearing Gilly's chain? Yep. The major figure's chain. You, he wore it in a video. Can you, can you explain that, Candyman? He probably liked how the chain looked, so he asked if he could wear it. There's nothing mm. behind that. Something on, fishy man. with that. Something fishy with that, bro. Come on, man. Listen, listen. I wear a Q-Bar, Cuts t-shirt all the time. Is there something fishy with that? Come on. I mean, you're comparing a Q Burroughs T-shirt for showing support for the Good Brother Revs Barbershop to somebody who's on the label and who's an alleged writer of that said person. Man, we 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 out here cons- doing conspiracy theories, man. Come on. Uh, I, I mean, it ain't it ain't really much of a conspiracy theory when you got. In fact, Gilly recently said that he ran into Wayne, and he you know he stuck his hand out. Wayne wouldn't even look at him. Wayne shook it and kept moving. Yeah, I wouldn't look at him either. I mean, again, if you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, and Gilly, and, Gilly, and Gilly is wrong. I'm talking about Weezy, brother. If Listen, Weezy did, if Weezy did some dirt, if 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 if, if it's like that, because we've heard ghostwriting allegations and all that stuff before. Listen, if, if I, Gilly help with like the this. pen, he help with the pen, bro. I tell it to you like this. I will let, I, when anybody that I like is wrong, I will tell you when they're wrong. I, I, I felt Lil Wayne. I felt Lil Wayne was wrong when he kissed Birdman in the mouth. I, I've never defended him on that. But no. So, so you don't dog. think Gilly wrote for him at all? Hell no, Gilly ain't right for him at all. Can you can you prove it? Can you prove that he did write for him? I just told you. On account, there's a lot of Philly, Philly slang. There's a lot of Philly slang in there. All right, I'm gonna disprove that right now. So, for those of y'all who know Cash Money Records uh, and Lil Wayne's history, Lil Wayne wasn't a blood until Mac 10 got there, and all of a sudden he thought that shit was cool, so he decided to become a blood. It's, it's the same. It's the same way. Like, oh, he probably heard Gilly say something with that Philly slang. Like, oh, that shit sound cool. Let me talk like that. But I don't think Gilly wrote the fucking the fucking music. Yeah, come on. That, that's just you trying to create a narrative. I we asked for proof. Do you think that they did, like? Can you actually prove that Gilly did not write for Wayne? We're giving you accounts from Gilly, but he said because he was yeah. There. But but how many times how many times are people gone on interviews and said something and and it wasn't true? Just but Gilly, Gilly was there. Gilly, Gilly was there. And, and we, Gilly was there, and we and we saw he was there. He wasn't the DVDs like Rev pointed out. And Gilly just cloud chasing because if he if it was true if if the allegations were true, I'm pretty or 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 inflammatory. I'm sure Wayne would have addressed it. No, he's he doesn't necessarily have to address it There's, because Wayne is at a higher stature. If he addressed Bro, it, how many times if have he people addressed who it, were, then he'll lower himself to the level. 
how many times have people who were there who didn't make it, but somebody else made it? How many times have those people come out been bitter? Like, you know what? I'm going to put Gilly, Gilly the Kid in the Mob James category. That's what I'm going to do. Bro, when you're at a higher stature, you don't have to address everybody. You think Jay-Z addressed everybody that took shots at him? No, you don't have to. Jay-Z is a right. billionaire. No, I'm talking about even when he was currently active, rap, 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 not billionaire. Well, you got to remember. You got to remember. You got to remember when 50 Cent was a nobody and he he said that line about Jay-Z about on 50. how to rob. I'm, Jay-Z I'm didn't have to respond. I'm not talking about Jay-Z 50. didn't have to respond. And Jay-Z responded to him. I'm not talking about 50. I'm not talking about 50, but I'm just bringing I'm it up. Talking, because you're talking no, about no, highest no, stature no, and not responding. No, 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 no. You just mentioned earlier about haters and people saying everything like that. Do you know how many people accuse Jay-Z for stealing this and taking that or... Or doing this and doing that, and he he ain't going any interviews or say nothing, because what what does that do? That brings him down to their level, and then it opens it up to be true. If you ignore it, and if you don't say nothing, and as big as you are, people are just gonna brush it off. That's what I'm saying. It's not from rapper to rapper or anything like that. Gilly is taking it from another level, saying I got paid this much. They messed me up with the publishing. We're talking about the business side, not just the pen. There's a difference. I guess. But I don't know. I, I know Rev, I know you have a close connection with Philly, but I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't think that uh and by the way, for all of you people from Philly out there, stop saying the word John. It doesn't sound right. Don't call the yes, woman it does. John. No, it don't. It's not John, it's John. Well, you you would know. I you, Learn you from the thought, Rev, bro. You would have thought with all the time I spent in Philly, I'd have picked up on it. But I heard that shit. I'm like, why y'all niggas talk like that? But here's the thing that's funny. Going back, because we kind of went left and went with Gilly. It's been 25 years, you know, Wayne has been in the game. And to give you you people uh, the setting, this happened on June 9th. And he was at a a, a restaurant with Two Chains and Mac May. And Robin Thicke was there. And they did a duet. They did the song Shooter from the Carter Two album. And, you know, Robin's doing his thing. And then that's when Wayne pulled his phone out to look to Google his lyrics to the song. He probably has never performed that song or hasn't performed that song in a long, long time. So he pulled the, pulled out the phone to find the lyrics so he could go on. See, but, but, but here's my perform. problem, though. You have rappers who are who have been in the game longer than Lil Wayne and have probably never had to Google their own lyrics. I think if LL Cool J had a concert tomorrow and he wanted to perform radio, which is an older song than Shooter, far older, he wouldn't have to Google it. LL doesn't have to Google anything because he's performed radio plenty of times. He recently had it at Rock the Bells. He ran through those songs like it was nothing. I don't think Snoop Dogg, as much weed as he smokes, has ever had to Google his own lyrics. Um, I don't think Rev's guys and Wu Tang would ever have to Google their own lyrics. Like, but I, you gotta remember, it's just that one song. It's just that one song. Like, if Wayne was performing something else, like what you mentioned with Fireman, he probably wouldn't have to. But it's just the fact that Robin Thicke was there and he had to perform the song he did with Robin Thicke. He probably didn't remember the lyrics. That's true. That's, like, that's, when that's he, not that's right. That's not one of the more popular Wayne songs. So. Exactly. Exactly. I get your repetition, point. Repetition. Repetition is the like, way. Yeah. Then again, you know, from my mixtape days, I don't, I only remember the song word for word with two of my songs, but that's And guess who was laughing? Yeah, and Two Chains was in the background laughing too. But see, this is the thing though. Wayne has thousands of songs, and I know it's hard sometimes, like, you get confused, especially with the stuff he does. You know, I can't take it away from him though, because he's a showman. I've seen him, I've seen him bust his ass and get up and continue like it was nothing. But he does have to be better. You don't want to start gaining a reputation of not being able to perform thoroughly, like a uh, said Miss Lauren Hill. But as far as the lyrics, you know, we've spoke about this on our show. Like some of our favorites have stumbled over lyrics or forgotten it. I feel like the best remedy to that is just give the mic to the crowd. Just act like you know you're letting them say it. If you if you if you stumble on it, you got to be a little more slick, a little more smooth with it. You know, I've been I ain't gonna lie, I've been on stage and I've forgotten a, um, a bar or two, and I've had to freestyle it. Lucky I'm not like these guys who, you know, everybody knows every single word to my stuff. 
but there's little ways that you could kind of like mask it and, and get over it in your performance and stuff. But like, I don't want to take it away from him because this man has done tours in, in many, many countries and thousands and thousands of shows. And I, maybe it's just late in his career and he's just not taking it serious. I don't know, but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Totally. In fact, uh, Candyman, you'd like this. He actually busted out the shoulder shimmy. He did? He, yeah, yeah. He did the shoulder shimmy at the restaurant. That uh, that shoulder shimmy is one of the most impressive dance moves I've ever seen. <laughs> totally. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, our, and we, we do we do have an edition of Eric's sermon by by the Rev to uh, to get to, but. I just want to bring up one thing. Fellas, did any of y'all see the BET Awards this weekend? Saw some of it. Nah. Bits and pieces. There's, there's something I want to bring up. And I know we didn't have this in the format, but I was so compelled about by what I saw, I had to bring it up. And yeah. uh, this actually ties in back to last week, because, you know, Rev said he would have took Shine Poe off the uh, off of uh, the Lil Wayne track last week, but Shine performed at the BET Awards, and uh, yeah, I kind of was thinking, I, I, even though he, he he wore his uh politician suit, he did perform, and uh, I did uh I enjoyed his performance, even though he did change the word to bad. He changed some of the words to bad boys, but um, did any of y'all see, see the footage of Sean performing or no? Yes. Yes. Re- I did Re- not. I'm still mad at him. Well, he so pretty much what happened. Uh, BET gave Diddy. The Lifetime Achievement Award, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Puppet Daddy, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Well deserved, well deserved, well deserved, well deserved, Puff. Congratulations. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he came out and they performed a, a tribute to Bad Boy. And one of the tributes, Shine came out and was performing Bad Boy. Now, I'm not a fan of changing the lyrics to songs, but as a, as a politician in Belize who is currently right. people... He can't talk about the stuff on, on Bad Boys that he talked about 20 years ago. But right. nonetheless, I think Shine still got it. He sounded good. He, he didn't sound like really the Shine. good on that stage. He didn't, sound, he didn't sound like the Shine that just got out of jail and got deported, you know? like mm. right. He sounded like the Shine that we first originally heard. Yeah. He was well-polished on that stage. He performed very well. The vocals were very, very clear. And for somebody yeah. who hasn't performed live in a very long time, his he he didn't move stiff. His movements were on point. Like I, if he wasn't a politician, I think Shine could have made a comeback album because you know there is the Candyman uh, comeback uh, of the year award that QG doesn't like so much. But I have no issue with it. Oh well. You you, no you, you, you have an issue you, with the 2012 if you, recipient. If you, if you want to <laughs> give out, if you want to give your comeback awards, you can give your comeback awards. The same reason you could give your comeback award for the guy who didn't even make it in the preseason. But that's for another story. Uh, yo, come on. I thought he was over that. But anyway. we, we are. But you like to bring up the, well, you know, the, uh, you know, QD doesn't like when I give out the comeback awards. <laughs> why, why, why are you talking like that? Like, like there's no TV that exists. There's only radio. Uh, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. So. No, but why are you talking? Why every time you got to quote me? Because, you talk like because, that? because when you try to paint a picture of me in a way that's not true, I have to retort and come back at you with the stuff that you do. Which is true. And sound like you. That does not sound like... And you know what? To all the people that wrote in last week talking about, oh, I enjoyed their imitation. No, no, it does not sound like (laughs) you. Well, I mean, hey. It does. I'm going to call your job and call out in your voice. Oh, God, please do that. (laughs) That'll be 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 the biggest, best rib ever. I would, would, oh, God, I want to see that. And imagine they believe. Imagine they believe him too. That'd be hilarious. I would love to see that. I don't. I don't sound. I don't sound like that. But uh, but shout outs to to my guy Shine Poe, man. I, I just wanted to touch on that before. Uh, it it really made me. I sat there and watched that, and it, it made me made me feel good about hip hop, man. I was happy to see Shine, because you know Shine never got to do a lot of live performances because of the the whole shooting, but. Now, I was I was very happy to see to see Poe on the stage, man. Very good. And actually not Poe. sound like trash. Yo, no, Rev, Poe, uh, Poe is very good. Rev, if you get a chance at some point, check that performance out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, bro. 
I'll check it out. I, I I heard it was all right. I heard it got good reviews, but you know how people are sometimes. I, I still don't I don't forgive the fans for uh, crying over uh, Jay Z and uh, Kanye West reunited on Kanye's album. So <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, uh, another shout out to the BET Awards. They gave my man Juvenile a set. So shout out awesome. to them. Awesome, great. My man Juvenile he performed twice because he performed it a cappella, and then they were like, because they I guess they forgot to play the beat, so then they allowed him to do it again with the beat. And then he, he did slow motion and backed that thing up before he was done. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, but now that brings us to uh, Eric's sermon, where our own Rev Barber will uh, have the floor. Uh, QG and I will uh, let Rev talk about whatever he wants to talk about. So, uh, Rev, uh, you told me uh, yesterday or the day before, I don't remember, that you had a lot to say about a certain topic. So uh, the floor is yours. I'm still steaming over it. Versus... What a load of crap that was Uh-oh. with Omarion and Pretty Ricky, a Pleasure P, and, <laughs> and Ray J. Um, I was going to get to him, but Ray J and um, Mario, I, I think I said Mario, and um, Sammy and whoever else was a part of this crap fiasco. <laughs> this is one of the worst things I've ever seen on television. Why are these guys eating watermelons? Like... Uh, that's not seductive. That's sloppy. It's stupid. I asked a female friend of mine, I said, does this arouse you? She said, no, I think it's pretty stupid. And I agree. I agree. You bring your brother on stage, who nobody knows his name, Omarion, and you do this buffoonery just for what? For attention? Like, if you put as much energy as you did to doing this stupid watermelon thing you do, because I heard he does it on his Instagram too, into practicing, maybe you would have did better. And I've always said, and I think QG could definitely like, definitely agree with me. And he might have been one of the people to say it too. These guys are studio singers. Yeah. They're not Marvin Gaye. They're not Michael Jackson or Luther Vandross. No. They're no. not. Stu- they're not real singers. These are studio artists. And we saw that the night of the verses. Unfortunately, we had, we had to sit through that or whoever it was took the time to to wait for them too that's another thing too these guys were an hour late and that's a huge problem i have with the verses why are these guys always late you know people put put aside their time and their things just to, to watch the verses for their favorite artists but shout out to ghost and ray those guys weren't late i actually thought they were going to be late so i left um wherever i had to leave um a little later then i actually had to watch it in the car but you know that's another story but everyone else has been late this is unprofessional. And you guys wonder why there's no respect and and then they they shun us of professionalism with hip hop and shit like this. Because you got these, these idiots, these Ray J. I, I I don't even know when the last time he sung. He went up there. He what was I think that, me and him man? were on the same level. What 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 was he doing with that dance? And then he had his kid in his arm and uh, wait, yeah, can, yeah. I, can I just make a point? Him yeah. singing one wish off key. With his baby in his hand is one of the most impressive and, things. And blamed the baby. I don't understand that at all. How are you blaming the baby? The baby? That, he, wait, he blamed the baby? He blamed, he blamed the, baby the baby for him singing off key and having a bad what? performance. And then he yeah. got mad when the other three started singing it better than him. Well, I think it was Mario, Sammy, and, and Bobby Valentino. And I don't know what the hell he was doing there. I don't know if this was a 106 and Park All-Star game or... Oh, that's, that's exactly what yeah but it, it was crap <laughs> it, it was a waste of time yo that's oh man I, Rev I think you muted yourself by accident bro oh but, I'm sorry uh, I'm, see I got so worked up over this stupid shit that was Ray I, J. sorry that for anybody Ray who, that was Ray J. Ray J who had that. to sit through this and and endure this crap. I actually caught the highlights, which actually made me um divulge into it more to see more of this madness. It, it, it versus they got y'all got to do better. Jadakiss, he killed versus. He ruined the verses for everybody. He just did too good of a job. Him, the locks, they just they set the bar way too high. And that's the thing. I thought that it would inspire our other artists, other MCs, any any performers to do better after that locks performance because after you after that and you got to go on stage after that you better bring everything you have 
But these guys are, 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 are dancing like idiots and eating watermelons and holding babies. And it, it, it was complete crap. Swiss it was a Tim- circus up there, man. <laughs> yeah. Swiss Timberland, please, for, for either end the verses or come with the new approach or, or do a viral again. You know what? I think that when they started to do verses in arenas, that's what that's where it became the issue. I like verses when the, when it first started in the pandemic. You got yeah, two guys yeah. in the studio together, like DMX and Snoop were in the studio together. Or yeah. you do it like um Ray and Ghost like, did that. Or, yeah, Ray and Ghost did that. Or you do it like how um they did it when they first started. Like Manny Fresh and Scott Storch were in two different locations. And they and they did it via Zoom or like or some Zoom type interface. Yeah, Primo and RZA did that too. But when they moved to venues like Madison Square Garden and this arena and that arena, I think that's what killed it. Even the way that now say what you want, but even what who was it? Who did the Isley Brothers versus Q? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. So when the Isley Brothers did Earth, Wind, and Fire, say what you want about Steve Harvey ruining it with all that talking. But even if they did it that way. I don't I don't mind. There was no big arena, there was no audience, it was just them. You know? Yeah. And I and I think the original and to go off Re- and to even add to what Rev is saying, I think what also hurt versus versus went from a hits battle to who could rock the crowd better. And I think right. that's what also hurt versus because the object of versus is to play your best hits, not try to move a crowd. Because even though the we all agree the locks destroyed dipset. It was a lot of that was based on crowd reaction too, and so, it's different with R and B too because, like what Rev said, these studio singers, when you're on stage, you have to sing, you have to perform, and a lot of these guys can't perform. I'm just, I, I gotta give I gotta say something real quick though, but Rev, you're a real comedian though, because when I saw that clip of Ray J dancing and you put the Sanford and Son music over that shit, yeah. you know, I was, <laughs> It made it a little better, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. But nah, man, I agree with you. I think I think it's time to, 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 to give it up for verses, because other than that, the other issue with verses is you got guys who the fans want to see. But some of these guys have no interest in doing verses. Sure. We'll never get some of the big marquee matchups that 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 we want. I don't think Nas will ever do a versus. Jay Z will definitely never do a versus. You know what I mean? Fifty and the people that never, want Fifty Cent will you're never right. do a versus. But the people like, that want them, they can't even find opponents. Buster Rhymes said he'd do it, and LL said he'd do it. And then here, here, here's the other thing, right? Uh, look at the ever since Dipset versus Locks. Look at the verses we've been getting. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Bone Thugs and I like Three Six Mafia. But do I, did I necessarily want to see them go at it? Absolutely not. So, Especially in that way, in that type of atmosphere. That stage was way too crowded. There was too much going on up there. You saw the the fight that broke out afterwards. Thankfully, they settled it. It was just too much. And then you had the Cypress Hill and Onyx thing. They got played. Wrong. No one even saw it. No one even saw it. And they spoke what was out the, about that. What was the issue to why nobody saw it? They used It was on pay-per-view. Them. They used them for a boxing event. All right, that's right. Like a halftime show, like you, 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 you don't do that, not to them. Yeah, because isn't Triller 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 promotes boxing, but they also promote versus. Yeah, and then you had Eight Ball and MJG against UGK. That kind of just came and went. And and why would I want to see that when Pimp C is not even here? There you go. Like. I don't know. I think it's time to to end it for versus. Versus was a good idea during the pandemic when everybody was sitting at home and nobody had any form of live entertainment. But I think now that the world is returning to normal or has already returned to normal, I, I think it's I, I and I, I think it should be it should be done. I don't Rev Rev Candyman knows the one that I want to see, but he still goes on and on and on about the beef. I think, bro, this would I, make, I even sent I you the video, make, bro, that explained Rev, it. Hear me out, Rev. Hear me out, Rev. Hear me out, Rev. I think this would be the biggest, best versus ever. And the proceeds could go to New Orleans and help people with their housing, schools, education. That's why I'm looking at. I'm looking at the bigger picture. I yeah, get but bro, that you know, it won't happen. You know how streets it is. They don't think it's a bigger picture. And that's the sad part. That part. 
I'm very, very sad about because look at all the stuff that goes on in Louisiana. Rev, don't you think a cash money, no limit versus could do something for the community? I think it would be great. It would be fantastic. I get the beef. They're not going to do it. But too, still, too many, that's still too many. sad, bro. And then you know what it is? It's not even the artists. It's the people in the entourage. Too many people Too many yeah. people on each side don't fuck with Correct. each other. And at the Correct. time, and like, like um, they had Birdman's brother on Vlad TV um, all week last week. And he Slim. even said it. The reason why the two sides never worked together was because there was too much animosity in the streets. And you had people on each side who would have killed each other had they met up. So, That's stupid. Hey man, listen. You know the streets. The streets sometimes don't make sense, and the streets don't love nobody. So it is what it is. Yeah, I would love to see it, but it's never gonna happen. But as far as Rev's point, like I think they should shut Versus down. It's time. I think it's run its course. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Think Versus, I think Versus. I think Versus has I run agree. its course. I agree. But oh man, well. It's, we we gotta have uh, editions of Rev of Eric Sermon more often because you know Rev, Rev 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 I'm not the only one that be, that could go on a rant, but um, but yeah man I agree I think Versus has, has run its course. I mean Rev let me ask you since you feel so strongly about this, if they were able to pull it off, what Versus matchup do you think could save the concept of Versus if at all, or do I, you not think there's no saving it? I actually would love to piggyback off of QG's um, suggestion. I feel like if if they did that, right, because Cash Money and No Limit are hit makers, and you see the reunion tours, they bring a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. So because the the you know the hip hop world is bigger than New York, and I respectfully say that me being from New York, so and you know people in the Midwest, people in the West, people in the South. Would love to see that. People, I feel like, mm-hmm. would come out for that, especially if you have the main artist there. No crews, nothing. You keep those guys at home or you keep those guys in the back or whatever it is, not nowhere near. Honestly, in every performance, not just versus anywhere, it only should be the artist on stage. No Agreed. security, nobody's friends, nobody's wives, nobody's kids, just the artist. I don't understand how the venue or, or the show promoter doesn't like enforce that rule but if cash money and no limit together would have you know the ultimate face-off like we've always wanted just the hits i think it, w- it would bring more attention back to it or you get like higher caliber of artists to do it say like a jay-z versus eminem or say like a a nas versus uh who has well Rakim hasn't gone yet so let's say Nas against Rakim like they need more top tier artists I feel like they just been doing like with all respect due to the other artists they just been doing like these little filler matchups you know to try to keep this thing afloat yeah they just they 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 just they just promote matches of people that they can get pretty much yeah because everyone I feel like has gotten greedy no one's hungry when during the pandemic and nobody had nothing to do people were more hungry but now they see it's something they could um capitalize on they're just doing now they're doing it for money exactly well as far as the cash money no limit thing goes i went to the no limit reunion tour back in november in in nashville nashville tennessee and that place was sold out there was not an empty seat in the whole place see yes sir people will come out for it we just got to get bg out of jail first because you can't have you can't you can't have you can't have just let let his verse of bling bling play over the loudspeaker. So yeah. I think it would be, nice. be nice to have him out for sure. Well, he's scheduled to get out of prison in two years. So if verses is still a thing by then, God willing. All right. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. But on that note, folks, if you got any episode suggestions or anything that you want to hear, even if you got questions or, you know, uh, I'm a free agent now and it's Hoochie Daddy Summer. So, you know, I'm looking for <laughs> Looking for a hot girl, so you know, you know, you send an email. Raplabpod at gmail.com. Hit us up in the DMs on Instagram, Raplabpod. Tweet us at Raplabpod. Uh, shout out to the people on Twitter because I see y'all are liking these posts like crazy. Got my goddamn phone chiming at four o'clock in the morning every morning. But uh, I appreciate the love. But yeah, so next couple of weeks, we taking your suggestions. Uh, any episodes that, or topics that you want us to discuss, send them on over. And uh, James from England, We'll get to you. Don't worry. But 
Uh, folks, that's been another episode of the Rap Lab. We appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, don't forget, our August 6th project codename Wrestling Rap Lab will be in the building. Uh, come out and see First Class with Miguel Sosa, TJ Marconi, Astro Morales. All those guys will be in the ring. Uh, I know Rev will uh, Rev will probably tell me, don't be in my mouth. But, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. but yeah, man, so all right, we'll, we'll, Rap Lab is out. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.